Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, March 25th. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's what we're covering today. The national implications of a special election in New Mexico. Plus, what's safe when gathering for the upcoming religious holidays? But first, big tech and the Beltway is today's one big thing. Is COVID-19 the misinformation wake-up call for technology? That's what the CEOs of Facebook, Twitter, and Google are expected to be asked today when they're called to Congress to testify. Kim Hart is Axios' national chief technology correspondent, here to give us a preview. Good morning, Kim. Hello. Kim, the pandemic seems to have been a flashpoint for a lot of people in and outside of tech to start talking about misinformation and the effects. Why do you think that's been the case? I think this is one of the first real-world examples of misinformation that shows that what is spun around and spread online doesn't stay online. It really does impact real-world behavior and how people treat something as serious as the COVID-19 virus. So misinformation and disinformation, false information about the causes of COVID-19, how it spread, how serious the disease really is, the effect of vaccinations, how effective they are. All of these things that are spreading online, largely on social media, really do have a big impact on public opinion and how receptive people are to getting the vaccine, how doubtful they are about it, and whether they take the disease seriously. Facebook comes under criticism for a lot of this. You've already gotten a peek at CEO Mark Zuckerberg's written testimony Does it seem like Facebook's ready for reform? Facebook really has realized that it has no choice but to embrace some sort of change to a specific provision of the law that shields liability for hosting posts from users that end up being harmful or untrue. Now, tech giants are starting to embrace changes to that law because both parties are really getting serious about threatening it. And so, for example, Zuckerberg is telling lawmakers that it will require having all companies live up to best practices for treating illegal content online. Twitter and Google also know that they need to make some changes, but are uh, coming up with their own ideas. And they're all kind of sitting at different places right now. What's more important, the hearing or what comes after? Look, we've seen these CEOs on the Hill before. Uh, They're no stranger to being hauled up to Congress by now. This is all about political theater. The lawmakers are going to press them as much as they can, and they're going to try to stand their ground and make their best defense of to why they're doing everything they can on the misinformation front. What really matters is the, the negotiations behind the scenes after this hearing, but this hearing does set the stage for the coming debate. This is a good time to remind our listeners that we do have advertising from companies like Facebook and Google. Our advertisers have nothing to do with the editorial content or how we do the journalism that we do. Just a reminder for everyone who's listening. Kim Hart is Axios' national technology correspondent. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. In 15 seconds, how one New Mexico district could be a bellwether for Latino voters. Welcome back to Axios Today. Deb Holland's historic confirmation to lead the Department of the Interior has left her New Mexico congressional seat open. And we're already seeing Democratic candidates in the special election question President Biden's handling of the surge at the southern border. Axios' race and justice reporter Russell Contreras is with us now from Albuquerque. Good morning, Russell. Good morning. 
Can you tell us why does this special election matter beyond New Mexico? Well, this special election is occurring in central New Mexico. It's one of the most Hispanic districts in the country. And it's going to give us a preview about how Hispanic candidates are responding to Biden's immigration policies. One of the issues that's coming up between Democratic candidates is how critical they are of Biden and how he's handling the increase of migration along the border and what's being done in terms of transparency and how these children are being housed along the border. Russell, when we're talking about this being one of the largest Latino districts in the country, is it primarily Democrat or Republican? This is a district that has historically leaned Democratic, but Republicans can take this seat with the right candidate. And one of the candidates who is seeking office is a Navajo Hispanic businesswoman, and she's making immigration critical to her campaign, but in this case being critical of Biden in handling the issue right now. So that's on June 1st, this special election. Russell Contreras is Axios's race and justice reporter, and he's also co-writing our new Axios Latino newsletter that launches today in partnership with Delamundo. You can sign up for that on our site. Russell, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Thanks for having me. That New Mexico congressional seat is open because Deb Holland became the Secretary of the Interior. She's the first Native American to serve in the cabinet. And yesterday, Rachel Levine was approved to be the new Assistant Health Secretary. Levine becomes the first openly transgender appointee in U.S. history to be confirmed by the Senate. We're entering a period of religious holidays for many in the world. The Jewish holiday of Passover starts Saturday. For Christians, Holy Week begins Sunday. And for Muslims, Ramadan starts two weeks after that. And governments all over the world are trying to figure out what the guidelines should be for gatherings, especially now that more people are vaccinated. What's safe? Axios healthcare reporter Marisa Fernandez is here to help answer that. Marisa, these holidays are about gatherings and people eating together. What do we know about how safe that is if people are vaccinated? We've come a long way from last year. Some stats that the White House released on Wednesday is that 84 million people, so that's one in three U.S. adults, have gotten at least one dose of a vaccine. And one in six are fully vaccinated, and at least 70% of those people are 65 and older. And that's really good news because theoretically, unvaccinated college students or young children and grandparents could enjoy each other's company for the first time in a really long time. But if you notice, a lot of public health officials are still saying that's not a great time for us to let our guard down. What's permitted is that people who've been fully vaccinated, which fully vaccinated means two weeks after your most recent dose, can take fewer precautions in certain situations like socializing indoors without masks when in company of low-risk people or other vaccinated individuals. And so now low-risk people could be young people, could be children, it could be somebody who is predominantly healthy. So technically all those people could enjoy some nice company and some nice good time, and that's really great news. But then the other really big question is, what about travel for these holidays? Right. The CDC has promised to update travel guidelines, but right now they're asking people to keep meetings and gatherings and social gatherings fairly local. They still haven't released guidelines on vaccinated individuals when it comes to airplane travel. And so they're just asking if you uh, plan on getting on a plane that you isolate yourself, get tested or use those layers of mitigation in terms of ventilation and mask use as well. 
Axios Healthcare reporter Marisa Fernandez. Thanks, Marisa. Thank you. Every Thursday, Axios puts out our COVID map to give you up-to-date information on new cases. This week's takeaway? There were again big jumps in 19 states. Cases are increasing rapidly in Michigan, Minnesota, and Illinois. It's better news in the Southwest, where cases in both Arizona and Nevada have gone down by more than 40 percent. That's why this week, Las Vegas announced the return of its first convention. The World of Concrete is set to happen at the beginning of June. Check out your state's info on our COVID map at Axios.com. That does it for us today. You can always send us feedback by emailing podcasts at Axios.com. You can also leave us a starred review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think, and it makes it easier for other people to find us. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.